0: Love Whoa. Talk Radio
1: And around the world, streaming live on the Internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers, hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and today we have a very special guest, uh, and he is from CRS, and I'm going to unmute him now and welcome you to the show, Hopefully. Ron, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Ron, welcome to the show, and I appreciate you being my co-host today. So everyone, I want you to meet Mr. Ron Canning, and Ron is the Vice President of the Council of Residential Specialists for the past six years, he also serves on the Board of Rolders of the Council, as well as serving in Executive and uh, Strategic Planning Committees. Now, a lot of you who have been in the industry for a long time know what CRS is, know that it's one of the probably, I think, the most respected designation, if you want to call it that, maybe uh, CRS and GRI are probably the most res- respected educational sources outside of, you know, obviously the National Association uh, material. So, Ron, I'm really hoping that we can let the a lot of our members, a lot of our listeners are agents that have been in the business for probably, I would guess, 10 years or less, and some of them have heard about CRS. I've been in the industry long enough to know CRS was huge back in the 90s and even in the 80s. So, Can you let the listeners know a little bit about CRS, what what it's about, and and why someone maybe would want to join?
0: Well, sure. Let me first begin, if I may, with just giving you a brief brief background. Uh, The Council of Residential Specialists was founded in 1976, and it is the largest not-for-profit affiliate of the National Association of Realtors with more than 30,000 members, Now, we got started because there was a recognized need for additional education and training of both brokers and agents. So this actually then resulted in the council being formed. Now, council members enjoy an awful lot of benefits, substantial discounts on our best-in-class, continuing education classes, and have access to members-only tools and resources that are developed by real estate practitioners, and this is a key point, Tim, who are currently in the field. Now, these resources aim to help agents obviously build their businesses and operate more efficiently and, of course, increase their bottom line. Now, you mentioned our designation, and we do take great pride in this. The council confers the Certified Residential Specialist designation to realtors, who have demonstrated outstanding professional achievements, including high-volume sales, and have completed, of course, advanced training in finance, marketing, technology, referrals, and business planning. Now, we, as well, designees, of course, must – oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I've, you know, that's one – you just touched on something I think it's worth mentioning. You guys actually have specific requirements before someone can even apply to become a CRS, Correct.
0: In order to get the designation, that's absolutely correct. We have a, so uh, a go ahead, sorry. course. Requ- oh, go right ahead. Uh, we we have a, a, a course education requirement as well as a production requirement, and all of the specifics can be garnered from our website at www.crs.com. But I also want to mention this very quickly. You know, we have a million realtors. But only three percent are certified residential specialists, and being part of that select group is a huge advantage for both agents looking to expand their real estate businesses, you know Tim as well as differentiating themselves from all the other agents in the marketplace, and also it enables them to be put on the path that will bring about a lot of success because we are more successful than the average realtor we Why, basically. Hard
1: to yeah, but run not by an instant I was reading your, I was on your website and I was reading that the average CRS uh I don't know if you have this memorized you probably do but the production that the average CRS has the number of units the time in the business the whole nature of an agent who's a CRS agent they're really the top you know umpteen percent of the folks in our industry in terms of professionalism you mentioned production requirements Is that a production, I assume, is it a dollar volume or a number of units sold? How how do you guys go about quantifying that? We
0: can do it a couple of ways, actually, and that's the real beauty of of how uh, you can become a CRS designee. It could be based on units and or dollar volume. And I'll tell you, you just hit on the reason that I got involved in CRS. Uh, And if I can, I'd like to just kind of share my story, if that would be all right.
1: Oh, of course. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Well, Early in my career, you know, I was drawn to that designation because I knew it really represented the best of the best. So I made a goal to obtain it as soon as I possibly could. Now, my background was in education, so for me, advanced education and training was always of a, a tremendous value, and I wanted to be successful in my new career. So, this Tim was in the early 80s, and one of the requirements at that time to obtain the prestigious CRS designation was that you had to be a graduate of the Realtors Institute. You needed the GRI designation. So what I did was I immediately registered for my first GRI class, subsequently took the additional months, got that designation, began working on my uh, CRS courses, and beefed up my production as a result of that. And then I proudly became, the, and you're going to be amazed at this, but I was number 2087 to receive the designation. Now, we have, of course, over 30,000 members now. So um, it was uh, uh, what I saw and what you just mentioned that got me so excited about becoming a CRS designation, or designee, excuse me, and staying involved.
1: So the CRS designation, when you guys are um, the the education let's say for example that folks can expect to gain from um, joining assuming they can um, qualify to join of course what types of educational programs do you guys offer because i know it's substantially different than what you get from a normal real estate conference normal real estate conference um, is also i'd say 90 percent of it's going to be focused on lead generation you guys drill down more and, and are i think more i dare i say respectful Of the practitioner as an entrepreneur and you actually help them to understand more how to be great business people and that's one of the things I truly admire about CRS. Uh,
0: Absolutely and we do have a variety of courses we deliver in classroom uh, courses we have e-learning courses online we have webinars online we have events We're all about the education. We're all about improving professionalism. And truly, our goal is to elevate the profession, and we want our COS designees to be part of that, and we want them to be very successful in the business. So there is a tremendous variety that uh, we have built up through the years. And one of the exciting things that we have done this year is that we have launched – three new one-day courses that we call uh, one-day essentials. And they're just on what you were just talking about. They're on lead generation to convert leads into either listings and or sales. One of them is on building the team, either currently or down the road in your business. So we are finding that those courses are quite popular, and we're offering those throughout the United States.
1: So um, a lot of your CRS members, along with the rest of the real estate industry, obviously had uh, were put back on their heels as a result of the real estate crash. I'm curious what types of things you are advising your CRS members to focus on during the crash, and also how does that contrast to what you're maybe educating them towards focusing on now?
0: Well, of course, we were very, very aware of, uh, of what had happened to the real estate market. And we offered uh, the short sale and foreclosure within a few, within probably a year after the great uh, decline. And we really encouraged our CRS designees, or not even just our designees, but our members, because not every uh, person who is a member of the council residential specialist has their designation. And in fact, uh, uh, out of the 30,000 members, 3,000 do not. So there's a real advantage for folks to be a member of the Council because of a lot of benefits, which we can talk about. But we really tried to meet those needs in addition uh, to uh, timely uh, webinars to deal with what was happening. And bear in mind, like for example, in my Cincinnati marketplace, we were not hit as deeply as other parts of the country. But we had a large member base that we wanted to make sure we were doing whatever we could to help them stay in the business, to survive the downward trend, and come out much stronger as a result of it.
1: Ron, one of the most popular topics on our radio show, and I think you probably – by the way, Julie and I are from Columbus, Ohio, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Those, I know. Yeah, we sold, yeah, we sold real estate for a long time up in Columbus. So, um, okay. One of the most popular topics – I'd say by a country mile, to be honest with you, on our radio show, is the idea of buying buyer leads. The you know the Zillow Trulia, and you've been in the industry long enough. I always love talking to people like you because you have something called perspective that a lot of folks don't have. I'm curious. You've seen trends come and go. I know Howard, Julie, and I were Howard Brenton stars, and I know Howard was a big part of CRS for a long time. You know, and Howard certainly was. I think a really great spotting trends that were you know coming and going in the industry. Do you what's your what's your take on the whole buying buyer leads? Do you think that's a trend or do you think that's something that's going to be a long-term uh phenomenon in our industry?
0: Well, I don't have a crystal ball and I wish I did. Um but I know it has been a trend for a few years now and it appears to be gaining in popularity. Um What I think we as agents, as realtors, really do need to focus on, though, is what value do we bring to the table? And if we do an outstanding job with our current client base, with that new prospect that comes along, or that new seller whose property we list and market successfully, and if we keep them informed through that process and service their needs, you know what? You're not going to need to be buying a lot of leads, in my opinion. Now, let me share this with you. I've been in the business now for 35 years. 95% of my business is repeat and referral, and I probably would never have gotten to that point had I not went down the path of CRS. So, so for me, on,
1: well, so but your your time in the industry of being successful for as long as you have, and other folks that you know, doesn't it always come down to basically you said customer service. but customer service is just a big tent that you can throw a lot of things under. But really, what I'm hearing you say is, is the education and knowing how to really focus on the customer's needs. But how Absolutely. much longevity, Ron? How much do you think that's tied to an agent's ability to be prominently a listing agent opposed to a buyer's agent? Do you think that matters?
0: No, I think that that customer. Are you talking about customer service? I'm
1: kind
0: I, of throwing two believe, questions
1: at you. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you
0: are. So uh, if I could clarify, the, the customer service aspect, it, 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 I put it like this. You know, uh, I want to treat my clients the way that I would expect to be treated in the transaction. And I want to be recognized as a unique individual. Not all of us are alike. So if I have, for example, a client who needs semi-weekly contact then I need to provide that, because if I don't, somebody else will. So the customer service really is individualized in some respects, and I think that's something we need to recognize. Now, the second question, I'm sorry, is, what was that?
1: Well, so the whole buying buyer leads thing has kind of created this. Um, traditionally, you have to list the last, and I'm sure you know, you've know you heard that a million times. and. Uh, The strongest agents, the strongest agents in every market are always the listing agents. Strongest being consistent income, consistent business. You know, the the agents that are at the top of their game. Or, but it's interesting that there's so many agents nowadays that are entering into the industry. Really, the past maybe 10 years, that they don't Mm -hmm. understand or seem to understand the importance of learning how to be a powerful listing agent. And they think that they can build their careers around – I'm obviously throwing some opinion in here, too – but they think they can throw their their uh, you know, buyers. They think that buyers can be the, the backbone of their of their careers, whereas historically, listing agents have dominated the market. Listing agents have always been the most successful agents in the country. Do you think that's going to be true going forward?
0: I do. I really do. And because listing agents have control of market share and that they also have control of what happens to that seller's next transaction. Will that listing agent be the one to handle it? Will that listing agent have a team, perhaps buyer agents, that will take that client through that process? So I've always seen that the listing agent was at the core, being the strong listing agent, being you know willing to go above and beyond, has always been the true uh, essence of real success. And one of our courses, of course, is all about that, it's basically dealing with listings and, of course, dealing with sales, so um, I couldn't agree with you more.
1: Why do you think agents, do you have an opinion as far as why you think agents a lot of times are so much more willing and eager to pursue buyers than listings?
0: Well I think part of the reason is that uh, they re- see almost immediate income. In other words, if they start working with a true motivated buyer, perhaps they'll have that buyer under contract within two to three weeks or maybe a month at best. And I think some of us uh, have very short uh, uh, attention spans, and so we really do like the uh, excitement of finding that right property, getting that buyer under contract, and closing that transaction. However, listing agents, I think, also – find themselves sometimes in that same situation if they've listed that property correctly if it's priced right if it's ready to be in the market it too could move within two three four weeks so i think what it comes down to is the younger or perhaps newer agent is looking for a much faster closing whereas listings sometimes take longer to get to a closing table
1: um, you mentioned something about uh, obviously your centers of influence and past clients, and that's the bedrock of any successful—not just real estate agent, but any successful entrepreneur. If you don't have a real, you know, loyal core group of folks, you're going to have to constantly be recreating your, where your business is going to come from, and that's not really something that's, you know, it's not manageable in the long term because you're always in that cycle of having to recreate. Nice thing about centers of influence and past clients is once you've got a good, you know, core group of maybe only a hundred, um, and they don't have to be past closed transactions, their centers of influence and past clients, you really, do have the, you really do have the foundations for a strong business. Share with the listeners, Ron, um, best systems to keep in front of your centers of influence and past clients.
0: Well, I think quarterly contact, either through a face-to-face uh, contact, a phone call, a written note with a real stamp on it and handwritten uh, goes a long way. Um, I happen to be part of a mastermind group that evolved through my involvement with CRS. And we meet monthly, obviously, on a conference call. And each one of us have all said basically the same thing, that as long as we can stay in contact with our clients and, as you put it, the Centers of Influence, and uh, we'll never be uh, in, uh, lacking any business. And it's very, very true. So, for your newer agents that are listening, I think one of the key components to longevity is that once they have successfully marketed a property for a client or entered into a successful purchase agreement with a client and closed those transactions. They need, to put the, they need to systematize and have a way to stay in touch with them. Now, there's nothing wrong with email either, don't get me wrong, or text them for whatever. Communicate with them the way they want to be communicated, but do it regularly. Talk to them, write to them, visit them, whatever it takes, so that they look there, to you as their resource person when it comes to real estate.
1: Um, so there was a, a report that came out. Uh, you guys had information about this. NAR had information about this. Average age of the realtor, uh, average agent now is almost 60. I believe it was 56 or 57. You might know better than me. Uh, and that doesn't seem to be changing. I remember last year the average age was a year younger. The age the year before that was the age. So it seems like our industry on a whole is getting to a point where <laughs> – Right, exactly. Do you think that trend is going to reverse? Because, that uh, I mean, even when Julie and I started selling real estate in the early 90s, that was still true. I mean, we were anomalies because we were in our early 20s selling real estate.
0: Well, thank you. I know in your market. Yes, you
1: were. Yeah, in your market, Kevin Hildebrand. Actually, he and uh, Julie and I were um, Howard Britton stars literally in the same month, uh, you know, in uh, the late 90s. Uh, He was in his early 20s too, and you know what? That hasn't changed, but I do see in areas like San Francisco, and I'm seeing maybe even in Miami, and I'm certainly seeing it up in New York City, younger people, 20s and 30s getting into the industry. Are those anomalies, or do you see a, a trend where younger people are going to embrace this industry for the opportunities that it presents?
0: No, I think you just hit it right on the nose. I think younger people are smarter than we were when we were younger. Maybe not in your case, but they're certainly smarter. No, than No, definitely in my case. Um, and and they recognize that this is one of the last industries where there's no limit to what you can earn and what you can do. And as long as they enter in with that whole. Uh, philosophy of I'm going to do the best I possibly can for that client um, they they are going to reap all the benefits and here's the other thing I mentioned I was a teacher I taught high school for nine years I actually started selling real estate part-time because I needed to supplement my income you know real estate by and large has been a second career or a third career for so many people but now, the younger agents in their 20s and 30s, are, it is their primary career. So, you know, my hats are off to them. We're seeing in our membership newer, younger, newer, I'm going to say newer agents, less than five years, less than 10 um, coming into uh, CRS, some of which are already in leadership positions. So it's pretty exciting right now.
1: You know, it does surprise me because I love what you said, Ron. I mean, this really truly is one of the last industries where there, let's just be honest, there's a very low barrier to entry. You don't have to invest a whole gob. I mean, to start a McDonald's franchise, you have to invest like a million dollars. I mean, you know, so, and there's great, depending on your market and depending on how hard you want to work, there really is no amount of money, there's no limit on how much money you can earn. There is no other industry that's like this anymore. You know, insurance, you could argue before because of the residuals, but even insurance guys, I coach some insurance guys, um, and their residuals aren't like what they were even 24 months ago. Real estate really is, if you happen to be on the fence and you're listening and you happen to cross this radio show and you're thinking, should I get a real estate license? I agree with Ron. Holy tamale. You find something else that's like this. Let me know about it because I haven't discovered anything in the years that we've been in the industry. So we're at the we're you know we're at the obviously real estate is, the industry is turning we're on a pivoting back towards um, what will be a recovering market and, and some markets obviously it's already very much recovering. What do you think the biggest challenge say like the next 12 months the, that's facing our industry on a whole? And then Ron, if you don't mind, the biggest challenge facing individual practitioners from your perspective.
0: Well, as far as the challenge on the industry on the whole, I I think that it remains to be said that we need to prove our value. We need to prove our professionalism to the uh, public at large. We need to have that differentiating uh, value that says, this is why I want to work with this realtor. This is why I want to work with this CRS designee. Um, too many others are trying to get into the business, and of course we all uh, understand the Zillows and the Trulias and so forth, um, but you can never really replace that belly-to-belly, toe-to-toe, face-to-face person to help you through one of the most important transactions in your life. And as far as practitioners, uh, You know, uh, I I firmly believe that all of us, including myself, have to just keep learning as much as we can and applying the latest technologies, again, to help us be successful, but more importantly, to make sure that our client's business is taken care of in an efficient and quick manner. Because some marketplaces, you know, the, the property comes in the market and within just hours it's sold. And if we're not out there, and if we're not using technology to help our clients get that offering quickly, then we've really done a disservice. So the benefit that the younger agents have, them, as you know, they've grown up with all of this. So they're beating us quite often uh, to the punch, and I commend them for that. So,
1: You know, the thing I like about CRS, and this, this is something, you know, <laughs> You tell this to people and it's like common sense, but it's just so true. A lot of times, folks, agents are not uh, doing the belly-to-belly belly work, not engaging with potential buyers and sellers because they lack confidence. Confidence definitely comes from experience, but also confidence comes from great education. And there's no doubt that the more confident you are from the, what you've learned and what you know and what you're eager, eager to share that potential buyer or seller, the more money you're going to make. You know, there's a direct correlation. NAR always comes out with these studies that, you know, people with designate, agents with designations earn more than those that don't. Agents that spend this much money per on education earn this much more. It's really kind of obvious that the more you learn, and I'm going to add apply, uh, the more you earn. So if, Ron, uh, folks wanted to get in contact with CRS, wanted to explore what you guys had to offer, and uh, we 100% guys, uh, existing uh, coaching students, future coaching students, definitely look into CRS. What are, what are, what's the easiest way for them to uh, uh, to communicate with you guys?
0: The easiest is for them to go to CRS.com. And then once they're on our website, they can do a lot of exploration. They can easily look up CRS agents, perhaps in their marketplace or perhaps 30 miles away from them. Contact those folks. Talk with them. Email them. Get uh, engaged in a conversation with them. and and find out why they are CRS-designees and what it has done for their career. When they're on the website, they can obviously, and we would love for this to happen, they just click on the button, join CRS, and apply for membership. And, again, I want to stress that it isn't just the designation that brings people to CRS. Again, uh, we love for people to get designated, our membership does have a, a, a round, roughly 3,000 who are not, some of most of whom are working on it, but you don't have to work on the designation to profit from what we have to offer. And if I could just kind of share some real specifics on the benefits that we seem uh, uh, to be of course, uh, right. Love most valuable. Okay, so, you know, w- when you uh, get around motivated and focused and successful agents who are achieving their goals – Um, that's the exciting thing about being with CRS. And we do offer very comprehensive sales and and marketing education in the various formats that we've already mentioned. Um, We're results-oriented. We are business-oriented, and we want to ensure that our courses or whatever we're delivering to our members will end up with them being more successful. And we have one of the best real estate magazines called the Residential Specialist. It's an award-winning magazine, and they have access to that either in print or online, Uh, and and, uh, that particular magazine is very timely with great articles, and it has oftentimes just tremendous tips from very successful practitioners. Now, once they go and get their designation, then there's additional benefits to being part of CRS, and that is they will have a listing in our Premier CRS referral directory, which includes print as well as online. And then on our website, there is a Find a CRS and um, button, but also on smartphones, there's a Find a CRS application. So anywhere, at any time, somebody has access to the Internet, they'll have access to a CRS designee. Once you're designated... It's-
1: Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, well, I mean, because if, if you want to send a referral, it's always nice to know that the person you're sending the referral to has, you know, hit certain requirements in terms of production and income so that you know you're sending a referral to somebody who has the chops to get the referral, you know, service sold and closed. So that that's huge because so many times agents will send a referral off to some agent and the agent will never even follow up with the referral, you know, so this is an important thing.
0: Well, this is what is key about that, too. Uh, we stay in regular contact with those referring agents. And quite frankly, if they're not doing the job, then that's going to hurt them not only on this particular referral but down the road because when, when we send a successful referral, we're going to tell other agents in our company or our office, hey, if you've got anybody headed to San Francisco, you've got to use this gal. Here's her contact info. So it really does. It's like a pebble in a way that falls in a creek or a lake. It ripples out. Um, so we have discounts that are available to us. We have, uh, of course, the, the, the use of our designation CRS uh, trademark and tremendous consumer and, and, and professional marketing materials for agents. So we, uh, we know and we strongly believe that what we're doing, what we will continue to do, and what with the plans we have will help any agent regardless of where they are in their careers, if they're just starting out or they're finishing up, we have something for them that's going to help them.
1: Yeah, I think that's important. And, again, it's a community of like-minded individuals who are, you know, serious about their careers. They're full-time that's agents right. who, who have proven that they have the ability. I, I totally, completely agree. And when you're in a group like that and you're, you know, people that are accomplishing their goals, people that are focused on putting the client first and, you know, you can't go wrong. When you surround yourself yeah. with people that are also accomplishing things in life, you will as, is almost by accident. So, Ron, <laughs> we have to wrap up the show. I really appreciate you being our guest today. I really appreciate what CRS has done for our industry for a long, long time. Um, and uh, agents listening, coaching students, future coaches, coaching students, and all those of you who are listening now that aren't even in the real estate industry, consider looking into CRS and uh, see what they can do for you. It's a very proud organization. It's probably one of the pillars of our industry, I would say. So give them a call. Consider joining. Mr. Ron Canning, I really appreciate you being my co-host today for the radio show.
0: Well, it's been my pleasure, and thank you. And best of luck to all your listeners in their real estate careers. Come join us. We'd love to
1: have you. (laughs) Great, (laughs) Ron. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.